Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Innovations in Education, eSchool News' podcast on the latest and greatest happenings in ed tech. I'm Kevin Hogan, and I'm glad you found us. In this episode, we take a look at some of the most resurgent topics in what is looking to be a post-pandemic world for schools. First, be sure to give the piece that's titled Three EdTech Trends to Watch in 2022. It's written by Roger James Hamilton, who's the founder and CEO of Genius Group, and which is posted up on the homepage of eSchool News. Roger breaks down what he sees are areas to watch in the sphere of EdTech for the upcoming months. Here are some highlights. Number one, personalized learning. He writes, teachers are beginning to use EdTech to create individual lesson plans and personalized learning, taking each pupil on their own journey and at their own pace. Teachers can also tailor learning in response to the real-time data that they are able to receive with immediate evidence of where students are falling behind or moving ahead of the group. With this knowledge comes the ability to step in at an early age to correct misconceptions or move the student on to more challenging work. Number two, here's what he says, gamification. If you can't beat them, join them. And that is exactly what some teachers are doing to increase engagement and learning. We all know the difficulties of persuading a child to stop playing on their device. So today, many educators are taking an alternative approach and actively incorporating gamification into their planning. Number three, AI-driven teaching programs. Simple versions of automatic marking systems have been around for a while, but AI, artificial intelligence, is now much more advanced and can give answers to basic and sometimes quite complex questions, which frees up teaching time for those students who need higher levels of teacher interaction. As we look to the future, it is possible to imagine a world where the computer analyzes the quality of a student's work, making a judgment as to whether they need to continue on the current level or are ready to advance through the program. Now, he goes on to provide a number of concrete examples of these trends and actions. It's good stuff. Be sure to check it out. Next, Kate Eberly Walker, CEO of Presence Learning, which is a provider of live online special education related services for K-12 schools. She gives her perspective on the advantage of online learning for students with special needs. She itemizes prevailing practices among high performing virtual schools that serve these sorts of students. Number one, she talks about parent engagement. We've seen time and time again that kids do better in school overall when their parents are involved. And this is particularly true for virtual schools. A recent study underscores the importance of a distance special education and support model that is centered on parents as the primary home-based support. The findings include 90% of students reporting that they enjoyed the services in this model, with 92% of parent respondents calling the services very helpful. A parent's relationship with the provider supports goal setting, positive sessions, and progress outside of them. Number two, she talks about online service expertise. She writes, it's a key to successful virtual delivery and using therapists with specific training and expertise in remote therapy services. Delivering an effective online experience requires not only that the therapists be fully licensed in the field, but also that they are adept in translating their skills from an in-person to a virtual environment. Connecting through a virtual modality requires differentiated strategies for engaging and motivating students, and it's a unique form of expertise. And then number three, 
maybe obvious, maybe not so much, but the right technology. She writes, technology can be a really powerful tool in special education. It can help simplify providers' workflow and help them serve more students. It can help reinforce and personalize skill development for each child. Kind of going back to the idea of personalized learning that we talked about uh, in the first piece. And it can help schools shift quickly to a remote or hybrid model and fill critical gaps in their in-person delivery mode. But understanding the difference between therapy delivered over video conferencing versus a teletherapy platform is essential in success for online special education services. The right technology has to be built from the ground up for providers to serve students. Make sure to dig deeper into Kate's perspective. That's up on the eSchool News website under the title, Virtual Schools Can Serve Students with Special Needs and Do It Well. And finally, if there's nothing else that we've learned through the past two years, it's the importance of well-being, not only for students, but everyone. And while technology may not seem to jive with enabling well-being necessarily, it has been proven through this pandemic that it does just that. That the idea of well-being directly affects students' motivation, engagement, and learning, and has a long-term impact. Skills such as self-awareness and self-management are also critical for effective collaboration and learning. Supporting overall student and educator well-being also creates a foundation for equitable education environments. I had the pleasure of a recent discussion with Tammy Dunbar. She's a teacher at Lincoln Elementary in Manteca Unified in California. Jennifer Reed, she's the Director of Clinical Services for Mental Health Services at the Dallas Independent School District in Texas. And Mark Sparvell, and he's the Director of Education Marketing for Microsoft. And we talked about how it's important to develop and enable a more inclusively designed classroom, how schools can use actionable insights to prioritize student well-being, and how to provide each student the tools and support they need. The webinar is called Fostering Student Well-Being with Microsoft Education Solutions, and it sits under the webinar tab at eschoolnews.com. Have a listen to one of the highlights. Mark, I, I can only assume that there is an acceleration of use <laughs> for all of these tools starting in March out of necessity, even if it wasn't necessarily something that was on people's radar. Talk a little bit about from Microsoft side about how you've watched all these great innovations take place uh, using the platform. I mean, it must be very uh, a positive experience, right? Well, I guess you know, yes and no. I mean, the the, the context and the backdrop, um, you know, has been significantly traumatic, sure. and the blast zone of that trauma will ripple out for years to come. Um, and if we go. You know, just if I just loop around back to this broad topic, one of the significant sort of benefits of a focus on well-being, developing social and emotional skills, is that it actually helps to mitigate the harm of stress and trauma that is going to keep on flowing because not all students, you know, have been impacted equally across the globe, 1.6 billion. Um, certainly in the States. If you were in a, a, a group that was already experiencing difficulty, looping back to the question you asked originally about inclusion, if you were already part of a group that was struggling to be successful, to access opportunity, you've had a greater hardship over the last couple of years in terms of, do, do I have internet connectivity? 
Do I have a quiet place to learn? Do I have a device that's uniquely for me? Do I have access to quality teachers and teaching? So sure, on one hand, we've seen an explosion of digital use, but that's also grounded against uh, highlighting of existing inequities in education in the US, across the globe, um, and that's one of the one of the things that we're working around. So it's why our products work online and offline, because we know that not every kid is going home to mum and dad's office to continue their homework. We know that doesn't happen. We know that battery life matters because many schools were built long ago and don't have access to enough PowerPoints. We think through the things that we can do to contribute, not to solve the problem, but to contribute. So when we say empower every learner, you know that every means regardless of ability, disability, mobility, income, preferred language, identity. You know, these are the big challenges that we hear from people. So long-winded answer. On one hand, yes, we've seen a scale and the scale to the points made by Tammy and, and Jennifer have given us insights now, which we haven't had before. It's allowed us as educators to listen at scale to students and teachers and families. It's allowed us to listen in their preferred language. It's allowed us to listen in the times and places that suit people online and offline. And also the tools have allowed us to analyze what that means. And the cute little feeling monsters are a really good example. As a teacher, and I popped a, a answer in the, the, the question, um, box, but as a teacher, you can see insights, which is the data engine behind Teams, the environment we're in now. And that tells you, as Tammy pointed out, what students are contributing, uploading, they're online, they're offline, how are they engaged with the content? But the reflect tool, and I popped the link in the chat before, if you like, adds an emotional heartbeat above that. Self-reported well-being. So if Kevin is has been prompted and is feeling a little bit anxious when an assignment's posted, we can keep re providing reflect opportunities, which over time is going to allow Kev Kevin to develop the insights around how emotions are the gatekeeper to cognition, how he thinks, to motivation, why he does what he does, and to attention, where does he place his most valuable resource. So we're really excited that Teams in this platform, free to educators, free to students, has got a tool like Reflect and Insights to give holistic child information back to the teacher in the room to be able to make decisions to drive learning for all. So that about wraps it up for this episode. Be sure to check back on eschoolnews.com for all the latest and greatest news and analysis for what's happening in the edtech space. Remember, eSchool is always free and always helping innovative educators just like you. Until next time, I'm Kevin Hogan for eSchool News.